get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome to the balloon party. Driven by Mug and S.A. here in Old Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. It's unbelievable. That's Jackson Burkett. It's unbelievable. YouTube's still down. Mike Ryder's told me as I was coming into the studio. Yep. The dispute continues. Disney settled with Charter, but YouTube has not settled with 101 ESPN. Yeah, one door opens, the other one closes. Amen. Am I right? Amen. Penny yeah. saved, penny earned. Uh, Jackson, uh, today we have Taylor Twelman with us at 1035. We do. Uh, City lost. I keep saying lost, but it kind of felt like a loss. Freudian slip. Like it felt like you a know, loss. You they drew on uh, Sunday night in L.A., but when you're up 2 nothing, you're thinking, okay, we're golden. And uh, then some... It's back-to-back weeks, though, with the game of Sporting Kansas City, and there was no handball called, and then the handball's called against City, and then it costs them. You had all kinds of things going on. Couldn't close it out. That continues to be a theme. So we'll see what Taylor Twelman has to say. Is that 1035? Is that correct? That is the plan, yes, sir. All right. Uh, And uh, we, of course, have uh, the Lil Piddles, Angry Beaver, and we're going half and half today, I hear. That's right. We welcome the audience to partake in the radio presentation and the podcast and the live stream by texting Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. That's 314-399-9646. The Air Comfort Service text line, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Little Piddles Half and Half. It's presented to you by the Angry Beaver. Mention Piddles and you get $5 off a pizza. What? Yeah. I mean, just mentioning my name is currency. All right. And I think that's uh, it's nice. Let's fire it up. Little Piddles Half and Half. Uh, obviously, the first question is going to be about number eight. No longer number 12. Mm-hmm. Number eight for the New York football Jets. Aaron Rodgers going down last night was brutal for both him and Jets fans across the world as they clearly have a good team and the veteran quarterback ex- is exactly what they have needed. I was thinking if you could imagine a moment where an entire fan base was so fired up and at one moment and then within seconds of all of that, hope is lost. If I could think of another moment like that, uh, yeah. I, I, that may be the Quickest, I'm sure you're thinking of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I'm thinking non-playoff, but this is way like this is way bigger. Sure, uh, the Cardinals defending the World Championship Sunday Night Baseball 2007. Chris Carpenter gets hurt. Yeah, but still, I would be curious, and maybe somebody can. Maybe there's an obvious one that's already been compared to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get a chance to look at Twitter as much as I'd like. Right. Uh, so maybe it's already gone around that the anticipation, the high. The emotionally charged building that is a handful of miles away from ground zero on the 22nd anniversary of September 11th with Aaron Rodgers charging out of the tunnel carrying the American flag and four plays in what takes place. 
I don't know. I don't. I there's got to be something comparable that goes beyond local using Chris Carpenter, Michael Porter Jr. But that is that's got to be up there as an all timer. Yeah, I mean because not take a look. I'll go look in the text inbox and see if the people have one for us. Sure, I'm just thinking of like being putting myself in a Jets fan's shoes all off season, so excited, hard knocks, getting to watch a well produced TV show about your new quarterback, and then four plays into the game out most likely for the rest of the season. How about Trent Green with the Rams? That's from the 636. I understand it. It's not a bad comparison, but it, it still would not be at this level. Yeah, I don't like there what's like the other sports equivalent to a quarterback? Cuz that's Gordon Hayward 5 minutes into his Celtics career. That's a man after your own heart citing the association. Ain't that the truth? But even that, I mean is Gordon Hayward was really good at that time. But quarterback in the NFL, like I don't know if there is one more crucial position in all of sports. Because in basketball, next man up, quarterback is such a, there's such a big discrepancy. I'll tell you what, here, here's something that, and do we, I don't know if we have Robert Sala post game. I can post game. Right now. I'm watching that last night, and Joe Buck's call was outstanding. If you have that as well, let's, let's play that call, just because there's one part of the call that I absolutely love, and I think once I point it out to you, if you hadn't already thought of it, you'll know exactly why I'm so grateful for it. Uh, what audio do you have here? I mean, you have you have a team that came back with Zach Wilson at quarterback, and granted, he was a first round pick, but obviously, they didn't think real highly of his work. Right. So he's relegated a backup, and they come back against a team that a lot of people are shorting this year in the Buffalo Bills relative to previous expectations, wondering if that window is closed for them. They played a terrible game. Josh Allen's despondent about the four turnovers. But the Jets are able to come back, get that thing to overtime, and then the Bills punt, and you have this moment here is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in their 22nd year as a broadcast tandem, now passing Pat Summerall and John Madden, and here is how the first game of the Monday Night Football season began on ESPN. I like Stephon Diggs. Sam Martin corrals the snap. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return. What did I love about that call? I don't see any flags. Loved it. Yeah, me too. I thought that was the best part of it. Loved it. And he did interview. He, how about this? I was reading this. Art. Do you, I don't know if you read this on The Athletic this morning. Richard uh, Deich, uh, we had on TMA a good mm-hmm. amount, who's the media critic. Uh, he interviewed Joe on his way from MetLife uh, to the airport. And Joe's like, yeah, I got I to gotta get back because I'm going to take my five-year-olds to school in St. Louis. <laughs> so, I mean, he's already been up and taking his kids to school here. And that game ended at what, like 11 15 Eastern, yeah, I think. At least. Uh, so he probably got to St. Louis at around two St. Louis time, or maybe or sooner than that. Either way, point being, he's doing this interview in the car on the way to the airport. And Daesh asks him about the call and that game because you go from focused on right. Aaron Rodgers and what that is to this thing totally turns and keep right. in mind within the last year they also had the DeMar Hamlin right. Bills-Bengals game mm-hmm. so him and Aikman have, and the ESPN crew have had some landmark situations that totally turned for them 
Uh, you thought that was an AFC Championship preview with the Bills and the Bengals, and then all of a sudden you have a player stop breathing on the field. Right. Here, certainly not nearly as dramatic, but from a sports standpoint with the expectation versus what happens. And then the game changes. Your preparation now goes from all Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson. But then the game winds up having this incredible conclusion. But in that moment, to convey what people probably weren't thinking as he's running. Mm-hmm. You have either fans of Bill, the Bills or Jets going, oh my God, either right. good or bad. And you have gamblers, which is a real part of it. You have fantasy football people, oh, yeah. a real part of it. If you had the, the Jets defense slash special teams, you might have stolen a win last night right Absolutely. at the end. Um, but once he's in the end zone, then as a fan, at least I do, and I think a lot of other people do go, oh God, are there any flags? Yep. And so to have the presence of mind to look around the field, because you see what's happening. You see he's going to go if he can get past one one member of the Bills special teams. To make that observation, I loved it. Because one of the worst things about watching football, and whether it be college or NFL, uh, outside of the fact that the latter is controlled by a cartel, is that you have... Th- the inevitable what an incredible play oh it's coming back and there's long it's kind of like the watching field. like the 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 doggies with uh they had a goal to with tie sporting yeah, kansas city and yeah. then like a, i felt like 40 seconds later oh it's going to come back and then it might have been the wrong call anyway the right. var right so that can be the ultimate buzzkill so for the broadcaster in that moment on monday night football in new york with a game that had all the hype, then totally turned and wound up having a great payoff, but just in a totally different way, I thought that was outstanding. And Dice gave him a great deal of credit uh, for that. And then and said, you know, Joe said, we owe it to the audience to make sure that we don't just go focus on Aaron Rodgers, focus on Aaron Rodgers. There's still a game, and people are watching because they care. They're not watching for Aaron Rodgers updates. Aaron Rodgers was done in the second quarter. You knew it. And by that, I mean they announced in the second quarter. Exactly. He's done in yeah. the first quarter. Um Now, you have that incredible moment to finish that game for a team that really, truly has Super Bowl aspirations going into the game. And yet this morning, if they were all to be honest, they probably don't. And you can sense that in the way Robert Sala talks right after the game. Listen to this. Uh, Deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, uh, Concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. Yeah, that 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 is not the way a head coach in the NFL usually sounds, and he's starting off his press conference that way uh, after he just won a game like that. That right. is the first. Did you know this fun fact? This is the first walk-off punt return for a touchdown in the NFL. Since 2011. Do you know who the two teams were? The two teams that played where there was a walk-off? The last time. Oh, Eagles-Giants. No. Oh, wow. Um, In overtime. Maybe that was the... I don't know if that happened. Rams-Saints right after the Cardinals won the World Series? Uh, it, it was the Rams and the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Oh, Patrick two Peterson. Two of our former friends. Patrick yeah. Peterson. I remember that. You. Oh, it was a brutal day. All those times out there when they had to go play out in Arizona that ended up poorly. Well, it still rattles you a little bit. I'm sorry yeah, to bring your dauber down. Patrick Pearson was so good at that point in his career. He was filthy. That's the last time that happened. So, you know, here's the thing. I know some people kind of have some schadenfreude on the on a New York team or no on doubt. the NFL. I understand it. Hey, 
do your own thing, whatever's cool with me. I really feel badly for whether it be Aaron Rodgers, Jets fans, the Jets. Yeah. Personally, I was shorting the Jets this year. I think I you asked who I was high on as versus overs under win, win totals. I knew I was shorting. I was shorting the Jets. But still, I mean, if indeed it is an Achilles, which is the early report from Adam Schefter, uh, that that is what doctors expect it to be. He's done for the year. He turns 40 yep. in December of this year. Yep. I mean, that might be it. That's a that's a real thing that oh, that yeah. might be it, and just like that, just like that. Right. It's so crazy how things just turn on the absolute dime like that. Like he was running in with the American flag. It was the place was charged. It was awesome. The Jets, this tortured fan base for so long, gets their moment with the guy, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback, and four plays in. Like I just, I as a guy who can get really upset by sports teams, I couldn't imagine like being a Jets fan today right now. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine and being Aaron Rodgers. coach looked like. Yeah. Their head oh, yeah. coach who had great enthusiasm, of course. I'm sure plenty of people listening to this watched Hard Knocks. There was a real belief that they were inevitably going to be the ones to take out the Chiefs in the AFC this year. Personally, I didn't believe it, but who knows? Right. Um, Breeze Hall, man, that's a that's a sneaker play on that. Right, uh, how good he is, and then you combine that with now having Dalvin Cook, and you still win that game in those circumstances. That shows that maybe there was some depth. Maybe I'm wrong on it, but now you got to have it with Zach Wilson unless they go out and get somebody else. Which I don't think that they will. I think that they they're going Zach Wilson. I think you draft him that high. I was watching the Manning cast, going back and forth. Yeah, and Peyton Manning had a bet with Eli. And this was still in the third quarter that he would throw no more than three times. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you had two head monster like Priest Hall and Dalvin Cook. But it's... Yeah, you still have sure, Garrett Wilson. If, if at that time, and they were down, and you have Garrett Wilson, as you just made reference to, imagine how many times they would have thrown a Aaron Rodgers in there. Yeah, it would have been... 15? Right. It would have been a default. So if, that, if you can't operate and truly try to compete... If you don't feel like you have a quarterback who can throw downfield, uh, and then that'll bring us to a parallel to I can, Saturday at eleven o'clock, and where the action is on Missouri and Kansas State, yeah. that'll take us into the next segment and more of the Little Pills Angry Beaver, half and half. And at ten thirty-five, Taylor Twelman will join us. Looking forward to his perspective on this past Sunday night for City. He's brought to you by Together Credit Union. It's all coming up here on Balloon Party, which is presented to you by Mungadas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's experience the best of both worlds. It's time again for Little Biddles Half and Half. Presented by the Angry Beaver. A couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza. Back. This is 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. The program is called Balloon Party and is delivered to you by Monganas St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Taylor Twelman, coming your way at about 1035 here on the show, presented to you by Together Credit Union. And since we started the show, Jackson, mm-hmm. here on 101 ESPN at 10 o'clock, the news is out and official as of 11.04 Eastern. An MRI on Tuesday confirmed Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles in Monday night's game, ending his season. So there it is with the official news. Uh, So Aaron Rodgers with a tear of the Achilles and his season is over. So his season for the New York Jets, four snaps. Oh, man. That's just, I feel terrible. That just sucks, you know? 
It could have been anybody. You just you hate an opening game injury like that. It's part of the game. There's no doubt about it. But especially for Jets fans, man, I know people don't have a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of love lost for New York sports teams, but some of those a lot of family up there. I, I can tell you firsthand that those people are tortured, man. The Jets have been going through it. Jets and Bears fans, I have nothing but uh, nothing but love for. Cause you I, love New York, you love Chicago, and you love Los Angeles. That's kind of that's kind of who you are, isn't it? The big cities, the coastal elites. Right. Well, I I recognize those as cities. Everyone else is towns. You know, like St. Louis is a town. St. Louis is a town. Yeah, yeah. Every like if you're not in New York, Chicago, and LA, can you really? Is Atlanta a city? a city or a town? That's a city. Is Dallas a city or a town? That's a city. Well, uh, Houston. And they were getting a little towny. Really? Just a touch. Yeah. Is Denver a city or a town? That's a town. God, all right. I, I, I don't know what I mean. I don't know what I get. <laughs> yeah, Denver's a it's town. It's like hotornot.com in 2001. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm surprised by your answer. Uh, guys, I think that's going to end his career. Yeah, I would be surprised if he comes back. I would be. I mean, so he's be, 40 on December 2nd of this year, December 2nd or December 3rd. He's 40. Yeah, so he'll come back at 40 and a half. I mean, Plus, damn near 41. Yeah, right. Like, that's going to be, I just don't know. I mean, Brady was, what, 43? He really thought, I know Randall Cobb said this on Hard Knocks, that he really thought that he was done. Uh huh. Cobb talking about Rodgers and that that was it. And then he decided, I'll go and I'll do it again and I'll do it in New York. Do you have it in you at 40 to try to make that comeback? And then if the New York Jets, you're in a spot where you go, we can't write the season off. We're 1-0. Yeah. We just beat a division rival in a huge win. we got to figure it out. That's why I just don't think that they're just going to sit there with Zach Wilson. Not that they can go out and get somebody who's a star. Maybe they can. Uh, but that you, you go, I mean, we got 16 games left here. We've got a great defense. We've got Dalvin Cook. We've got Brees Hall. We've got Garrett Wilson we know that Zach Wilson can't get it done. Yeah. Now, somebody said that uh, Robert Sala missed a golden opportunity. Here, let me read this. Sala blew it big time with his post-game comments. Did he never hear of Dick Vermeil's speech after Trent Green went down? He had a golden opportunity to tell the world with confidence that the team will rally behind Zach Wilson and they will win football games. But no, instead it was doom and gloom and they will suck like the old New York Jets. That's from the 3-1-4. I like, I like this... Uh, the theory on that, Dick Vermeil said he knew Kurt Warner was a good quarterback. Uh-huh. I don't know if Robert Sala feels that way. Now, he, he said, I watched his postgame, and he said, we obviously believe in him. We kept him around. Right. At the same time, what kind of return on investment could they have gotten from a trade of Zach Wilson? Whether people were high on him or not, once they acquired Aaron Rodgers, most people are going to go, we shall give you a first-round pick for Zach Wilson. You have no leverage. None. So it'd be a hell of a story. It would. I, I and I, I do agree like that I hear where that person's coming from, but maybe internally, like at halftime, they're like, all right, his Achilles is done. Like we gotta go, we're like we're looking right now for a new quarterback. And then if you say all that about Zach Wilson and you go out and then you're contradicting yourself. I don't care yeah. I don't know if he cares about that, but I just I, I think I don't know. It's a tough spot, because I, I was about to say, you say what you believe, but then 
as we know, and I and I also understand it. I'm not mocking him for it. You're in a tough spot as a coach because there's plenty of stuff you can't say, right? And you can't control, like you can't control exactly who they sign. I'm I'm thinking of like guys who they can sign who aren't on a roster. A lot of Tom Brady texts are coming in here. The Air Comfort Service text line, Jackson. I did say, and I and I'll find the audio that it's more likely that he comes back to play in the NFL before he calls an NFL game. Having said that, I don't think they're going to get him. But Cam Newton's still out there. I don't know how interested they are in that. But I mean, he was MVP level quarterback. I don't know. I don't know who else is out there. Baker Baker, the touchdown maker, who's kind of been passed around recently, is already taken. Yeah, he's the starter. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. like, you want Gardner Minshew? I don't. I'd rather take Zach Wilson. Why are you yelling at me about Gardner Minshew? I didn't say anything about him. I think it's the first time I've ever said his name on 101. Now all of a sudden, I'm getting attached to Gardner Minshew. I'm getting worked up about all these football teams that are in town taking up all the quarterback talent. I mean, if I bring up the St. Louis Blues, it's like, oh, yeah, the Tory Krug situation, not good. And you'd be like, I don't know. But then New York Jets, and it's like we're we're on WFAN in here. The Jets should get Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. acquire Hendon Hooker. That's the solution. I think the Ravens drafted them. I think you make a move for Hendon Hooker. I don't know how much AFC North and... East trades want to be made, but that'd be nice. Uh, let's see. Wilson really didn't look good when he came in. That's in the 636. That's why Peyton Manning, I, I really, I mean, the Manning cast, you've got such a great, it's, in a way, it sucks that the Manning cast is up against Buck and right, Aikman. Right. So it's, I, when I find myself, if the game's a little slow, I'll go Manning casting. And when it's key and I want to know what's going on, like when the Rogers situation happened, uh, it's you, you got your information there with Joe and, and Troy and, and Lisa Salters on the sidelines. Uh, but Peyton Manning, you know, he's in a spot kind of like Deion Sanders coaching wise. Fire me. I don't really care. Yeah. So I'm going to say whatever I think. And he was sitting there and he's betting Eli that he's not going to throw three more passes the entire time. And then one was taken back for a, I, th- I don't know what, I think it was supposed to be a screen. And so the offensive line was downfield blocking for the screen, except Zach Wilson ran the other way <laughs> from the running back. And he, and he's, I think the play started at the 30 and he was back at the Jets, like as in the Bills 30. Right. And then he throws the ball from the Jets. Jets 45, so he's like bolted. <laughs> and of course, the running back is on the near side of the field, and Manning going, well, just run the other way. That's good. And he goes, Eli, that doesn't count as a pass. That can't count as a pass, because he had made the bet that it's going to be three passes. That's how little he thinks oh, yeah. of Zach Wilson yeah. and his ability. He was complaining that all the prep he had done was for Aaron Rodgers. He was watching Cal and Packer games, sure. and he's got nothing for Zach Wilson. Uh, did I just hear a recommendation for 2015 MVP Cam Newton? That's from the 314. Jeff. Sure. People just brought up Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady's won a Super Bowl more recently than Cam Newton won an MVP. Right. Tom Brady's older. Like, we're just talking, like, yeah, we're talking about old quarterbacks. It's week one. Everyone's got a quarterback, multiple, actually. So not many options out there. The rare Gardner Minshew text take. Never yeah. thought, God, I would have been over under 0.5 on Gardner Minshew takes going in, and I would have gone, oh, my God, I guess I'll take the under all day long. But sure enough, my guy, which is the great ape auto detailing, who's not a fan of Jackson's, and therefore, by proxy, I am a fan, right, of course, right. says, I would much rather have Gardner Minshew over Zach Wilson any day. I, I guess. I mean, you're kind of God, what a, I never Harris. thought I would be talking about this stuff, just no. in general, but I'm kind of enjoying it. I am, too. All I right. like talking. You want Orlowski anything? You just want to say something you don't believe and yell? Huh. I'm trying to think of a quarterback who like, I, I really want to campaign the Jets to sign, but I don't know. It was Sam, what's Sam Bradford up to these days? Sam Horn's also available. Sam, clearly. Yeah. That would, oh, my God. 
Imagine he goes to the Jets, leads him to a Super Bowl, and Drinkwitz is like, we'll have a quarterback competition in the spring. <laughs> I'm still convinced Brady's our guy. Uh, I want to see Drew Locke lead the Jets to a Super now Bowl. We're now, now we're talking. Now here comes Danny Orlovsky, everybody. Now we're here talking. Here he comes. He's been activated. Now we're talking. You like SEC passing leaders? How about the all-time leader in a single season in touchdowns, Drew Locke? Back up in Seattle, not good enough for me. Starter in Gotham City. Boom. But Chase Daniel out of retirement. Yeah, I'd take Drew Locke over him. All right, fair enough. That's a good call. Whoever texts that in, I should give you something. All right, what do you want to give him away? How about this? Join 101 ESPN for Blues and Brews next Friday evening, September 22nd at the Anheuser Busch Brewery. Get fired up for the Blues season at this outdoor street party featuring live music from country music star Chris Lane and local blues musician Marquise Knox, including appearances by Jordan Bennington, Colton Pareko, Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, Justin Falk, Kevin Hayes, Craig Berube, and blues alumni play. Plus food trucks, 101 ESPN giveaways, and more. Tickets for Blues and Brews are on sale now. Get all the details at 101 ESPN. Blues and Brews is presented to you by Bud Light, 101 ESPN, and 92.3 WIL. All right, we'll take a commercial break. Taylor Twelman's going to join us on the other side of the break. I have a feeling he's going to be banty. I like when he's banty. I know. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what he has to say about this. This is, he was tweeting out gifts of the missed handball in, in Kansas City and the one that was called against the Galaxy. Uh, that's coming up, brought to you by Together Credit Union. Then we finish off the half and a half, and then you have BK and Ferrario for three hours. I'm Tim McKernan. That is Jackson Burkett. This program is called Balloon Party, and it is driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN is presented by the City SC debit card exclusively at Together Credit Union. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Taylor Twelman going to join us in this segment. Presented to you by Together Credit Union. You're always welcome. Any questions you may have for Taylor, I'm loaded for bear, but you might have some uh, that you would like me to ask. 314-399-9646. Air Comfort Service text line. That is how you can text into the program. And throughout the first half of the program, we've been talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. The news official now here announced at 10.04 St. Louis time that Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles tendon and he is out for the season. Aaron Rodgers turns 40 in December, and I am sure many are wondering if that was the last time we see Aaron Rodgers 
on a football field. We will continue to discuss throughout the day here on 101 ESPN, I am sure. But in this segment, we told you we'd be talking it over with Taylor Twelman ever since the game on Sunday. I've been looking forward to this segment. I can't wait to hear Taylor Twelman, who never holds back, and he is with us right now here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Taylor. Hey, buddy. How are you? I bet you're loaded for bear. That's what I think. I think you're loaded for bear. <laughs> what am I ever not? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then you add what happened on Sunday to it, and I saw your tweets anyway. Uh, so let's let's go through it. The first half, perhaps the best 11 we've seen from City starting a game, and yeah. then unfortunately the results follow suit. Uh, but then what happened in the first half was essentially the opposite in the second half, and plenty of controversy, especially when you contextualize it with what took place the previous week against Kansas City with the no call on the handball and then the call there. Take it away, sir. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. First off, I love the first half. Um, There is a different wrinkle to this team now with the dinner and playing in the level that he's playing at. I think if Zhao Klaus is going to be on the field at the same time, there's a technical ability to play off of him. That first half, you could make a real argument. I know the listeners will argue with me. I think that may have been the best 45 minutes I've seen from that team. And the reason why I say that, it's not at City Park. It's on the road. And it's the way they did things on the road that I love. Now, in typical St. Louis City fashion, and I say that being the number one seed and the best team in the Western Conference in the moment, is it's always going to be exciting. They're going to give up chances. They gave up way too many chances in the second half. And they're still oddly vulnerable when they have a real good lead. They're still asking Roman Berkey, to make too many saves that he should, you're up 2-0 on the road. There's no reason to give up that many chances. For the life of me, around the world, the ambiguous nature of the handball law is driving me insane. Yep, amen. It's driving me crazy because I don't understand. For me, it's a handball in the L.A. game. It is. It's a handball. But how is it not a handball in Kansas City? How is it not at least check? Because from all indications in the video and the the, the pictures that I posted on social media, his left arm, the Kansas City defender, moves backwards. Yes. That's physics. So I don't understand the ambiguous nature of the handball law anymore. I don't. Arms in natural positions. Does the player have enough time to react? Did the player play the ball off the hand versus the hand playing the ball? I, all these questions you ask, it was supposed to clarify the handball law within the FIFA game, and honestly, Tim, it's made it worse. Uh, it's not a pro-referee's Major League Soccer problem. It is a universal problem in our game because the handball law consistently is called inconsistent, which drives... The product, the viewer, the players, the owners, everyone insane. And I think last weekend is a good example of that. Perhaps Exhibit A for those who would like to see some kind of change with regards to it. Uh, It it did happen, uh, as unfortunate as it might be, from this side of things here in St. Louis. And then once it happened, of course, the whole game changed. Uh, The domino effect we saw. What did you think about what happened once the handball was called? I I still think there's a vulnerability there. I mean, this is an L.A. Galaxy team that was flat in that first half, Tim. They were there. The blood was in the water. That game should have been 
sealed, done with, and moved on from, and yet you leave tying 2-2. Unbelievable opportunity with LAFC losing their third in a row to basically put it in your hands of saying, we've got this Western Conference done and dusted. We are going to be the number one seed. You can't come to City Park and beat us. But now you leave a little bit of that wriggle room still there. I just, I don't know if this team is mature enough still to understand where you are within a game in being able to change the complexion of your style of play. You're up to nil, Tim. You don't need to be going a thousand miles an hour. You need to be more pragmatic. You need to be a little bit more selfish and playing ugly at times and more so just being smart. Why are you giving up that many chances? I'm not saying sit in and and park the bus, but I am saying sit in and be smart, be compact, don't be stretched out. It was remarkable to me how easily LA Galaxy played through them in the second half. And I get part of that after the handball. You feel like you're, it's against you. That is my concern for St. Louis City right now is they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. And, and, and that gets to the question of, of why this continues to happen. And, and I, I've told you about a, a friend of mine who uh, always looks forward to our conversations on Tuesday and, and has questions and thoughts uh, for you and, and for me when we're talking it over. He said the biggest problem is this team struggles to kill games. Not sure if it's Carnell not making yeah. changes slash subs earlier and tired legs on the field. Also, Leuven has looked a bit off since the League's Cup break. Could be a combination of things, but really could just be the American summer heat just killing him in his first summer. Not sure if he's carrying a knock, which is very possible, and he's just getting through. Your analysis on that? Uh, Edwin Leuven still dealing with some confidence issue and dealing with those that injury that he came back from. He's not playing at the level he was before that injury. That's a fact, not even an opinion, but I'd still take Leuven at 65% over the replacement, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to allow Edwin Leuven to play through that. Absolutely. There is a real issue with this style of play because there's no change. There's no ability to adapt. Yeah, yeah. You go yeah. into a game, and it's that way the whole time, Tim, right? So the problem with this style of play, Bradley Cardinal, in his first full season as being a head coach, there's going to be bumps in the road. You and I have talked about it throughout the entire year. Remember, at Nashville, he made two decisions that completely killed the game. Taylor City ended up losing that one, the FC Dallas makeup game. But that's part of the growing pains you have with the new manager. My concern is, can you make subs within a style of play that changes the style of play for your team when you're in favor? St. Louis City chasing games, the style of play leads into that. If they're chasing a game in the second half, their style of play blends into chasing a game. It does not blend into conserving a two-goal lead, and it definitely doesn't uh, blend into preserving a one-goal lead with 15, 20 minutes to go. If not for Roman Berkey, Tim, you and I are talking about a fourth or fifth seed in the Western Conference right now. That is a fact. They've got to find a way to be able to say, hold on a minute, we did the job in the first 45. Can we be pragmatic? Can we be professional? And can we do the job 
I'm not sure this team's mature enough to do so in the in the moment you're asking me. Final uh, question for you, Taylor. Taylor Twelman with us every Tuesday, brought to you by Together Credit Union. Uh, I mean, here you go. Here is an. I mean, I guess the rest of the way it's an incredibly important stretch, but to isolate it to at Houston, then at home against LAFC, uh, going to have to pick it up from the lost momentum of the second half against the Galaxy and see what you got here over the next what twelve uh, ish, ten ish days, whatever it is. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, next two? I think these next two could really solidify the number one seed. I think September 20th at home against LAFC is going to be the game. But if you weather the storm in the next two, you get yourself to that game with the ability to separate yourself from LAFC with six, seven, eight points. Tim, you're talking about the number one seed expansion team in St. Louis City. And I just think the next three games are the most important part of the year for them to solidify that. And if they do that, my word, man, one of the greatest accomplishments in league history. How about that? There's a big endorsement. Despite the way it went down in the second half on Sunday, that is still all out there for them. Anxious to see how the bounce back at Houston. Taylor Twelman will be with us next week to talk it over every week here on Tuesday, brought to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. All right, man. Be good. Take it easy. It's Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN. Your thoughts on what he had to say? 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. You can also leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. We'll take a break. Come back with the final segment of Balloon Party, Little Piddles. Tuesday, half and half, presented by Angry Beaver. This is Balloon Party, driven by Monganass St. Louis Hacker and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party. 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with the BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. And uh, Jackson, we uh, just talked it over with Taylor Twelman. If you missed that, you can go back and podcast. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers podcast. Uh, you have some questions left on this Little Piddles Tuesday half and half, which was presented to the people by the Angry Beaver. Yeah, so many places I could go with this. Yeah, where are you going to go? I mean, because we might only have one left. I don't, I don't know. We we most likely do because either of these questions I ask are going to be deep divers. Okay. So I'm going to make you the Sadie Hawkins, or you're we're going to do a little Sadie Hawkins. Mm, kind of like a Sadie Hawkins. You want some Disney Spectrum stuff? No. All right, then that'll take care of that. We both agree that the number for the K-State versus Mizzou game is strange. And when looking at it from a surface-level perspective, it seems like it, it, we should liquidate all possible assets to put it on the Wildcats. Logistically, the reason that number may be so low is that the game is in Columbia and the belief that the Missouri's defense is going to be solid enough to make it a game. I am not sold on the Tigers defensively, and I think I may have to put everything I own on the Wildcats. Why do you think the number is so low at this moment, and do you believe in the Tigers defensively? Ah, well, my first question and for you, and I don't know if you want to disclose this. Oh, okay. Are you in a position as a trust fund guy? <laughs> do you have control of your assets, or was that written in that, like, once he's 26, he gets 20% of the Huntley real estate, and then at 27, right. he gets 40% of the Huntley real estate? Right. The portfolio. Right, right. So Because I'm curious if you would liquidate that Huntley real estate and then I could maybe acquire the polo grounds. No doubt. So it's actually really interesting you ask that because usually I wouldn't be able to access the amount of money I want to put bet on this. But my parents are of course in Europe. It's it's September. Where else would they be? Right. And so uh in the Huntley home there's a series of catacombs. 
Oh, that's right, the catacombs. Which all lead to a floor safe that has my entire trust and I can access there. Your trust is in a safe I know, in cash. It, it's wild. Like it, it's but that's just my specific. Well, that's so new money of you. And I like I, when I say new money, I like I like a gag reflex. Right. No, I know, I know. But there's also, I mean, just loads of funds out there. In the catacombs. We're, we're, no, working for me at the moment. Oh, I but see. this specific passive, fund. Passive income. This is just like the one that I like was given by birthright. I've earned the rest. With interest. Plenty of it. So, therefore, you would be able to put, it sounds like, because I understand you're $150 million, is my understanding, and you would put that all in Kansas State. I would put at least... Like, what does it even matter if you have $300 million or if you're $150 million? Does it matter? I know when you get together and you, you divvy up investments in the men's card room that it's right. nice to have $300 million as opposed to $150 million. Well, I'm looking to get a fourth cigarette boat at oh, the lake. Oh, at the lake, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen... I would like the fourth cigarette boat, and I think this will bring it home. Right, you can't get it with 150 million. You need 300. Okay, now that well, now yeah. that I hear that, well, it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So now that I understand that you are liquid because of the catacombs, uh, let's look at the game. Jackson and I use the same system, and what we like to do is if the public is on a team. And the money is on the opposite team. We then unload again our assets, which of course are different. On Tam Avenue, we don't have catacombs. No. We have cats. Right. right. Well, you can't dig the river. The pair would really kind of right hinder the ability to sure. dig underground. That's correct. So I can't bet on Kansas State because I want Missouri to win. Right. And so I don't want to be in a spot where I'm going. Oh, I bet. You know, for me, a lot of money, I'll fine, I'll say at $15. I can't do that. So I will watch it without a financial interest. Now, if I did not have an emotional interest and I were just observing this, I'd go, what the hell's the deal with Kansas State only being favored by five and a half against Missouri? Right. At the same time, I think the vast majority of the college football world goes, Missouri, I don't know, whatever. That's how they look at them. So I don't think many people outside of the area are really aware of Missouri's shortcomings. They go, oh, they're 2-0. and That was weird. They were pretty close with Middle Tennessee, but whatever, they're 2-0. and Yeah. Kansas State hasn't played anybody of note yet themselves. I just, I'm not at a point where I'm going, this is so obvious. It's strange, but then I go, okay, what would I set the line at? I'd probably have it like it's seven and a half, honestly. So I was it's say nine and a half. So it's not it's not that egregious. But then that goes through where do you view the Missouri defense? And if you view it as a legitimate factor and Kansas State's offensive line possibly being vulnerable, again, if you're just looking for things to explain it, then you got a spot where you go, okay, that's how it stays close. But it started at one. Now, that was before they played Middle Tennessee. Then it went to three and a half. And some books you can get Missouri at four and a half. Some books you can get K-State in uh, Missouri at five and a half. Depends. So that's there's a, a one-point delta. I would imagine it continues to go up. If it goes down, keep an eye on that if you are a wagerer. Because that will tell you a lot about where the money is moving it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. If it somehow goes down to four and a half all over, yeah. or even four then that means the money has moved it. Right. If a bunch of guys like on a bachelor party at Las Vegas put $10 parlays on Kansas State, that doesn't move the market. No. 
But if a big hitter goes, all right, it's time, let's deploy the capital on Missouri, that can move the line. I'd really be curious what they see. I just don't know what you can see so far. But hey, man, it's college football. You know, while we're doing the show here, Dave Aranda is up on the television. They're replaying the Utah-Baylor game. And I know that means damn near nothing to everybody. He's the head coach of Baylor. He was the darling of college football after, I think, his first year, if you remember. I think they played in one of those New Year's Day games that also is an exhibition, but people get excited about it if you're a booster and you get to go to a warm weather area for an exhibition, just like a Grapefruit League game. And... Now I'm going, I saw his record as they were interviewing him on the sidelines from this game on Saturday, and he's 20 and 17. I'm going, oh, Dave Aranda might be up. He lost to Texas State to open up the season. He might be. Yeah. So my point is, with college football, it can go so quickly. Brian Dable in New York, I mean, even taking it to the NFL level, was a god four days ago. And then he loses 40 to nothing to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, and I go, well, maybe Brian Dable isn't the guy. Brian Kelly. So quickly. Brian Kelly at LSU. Sure. Jimbo Fisher, the buyout he has at College Station. It's you're trying to motivate and then implement strategy for 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. And oftentimes there are factors that you just can't control. And also weird things can happen in that sport just like any other. So it's it strikes me as a strange number. Yeah. But because I'm emotionally invested, and if Missouri wins, I will be in a really good place starting to talk myself into thinking that this is going to be a great year. Me too. So that's why I just I don't do it. And, and I, But I know you have cash in the catacombs, and, and I didn't know that 10 minutes ago, so that's a different situation. Uh, we got to go. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McCurney. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.